Music by Shiana. Medical disclaimer. The advice that I'm sharing is based on my experience as a licensed massage therapist and an active participant in alternative healing practices. The advice is for educational and informational purposes only. While it may be useful to some, be smart about it. Talk to a healthcare provider before trying out some of these practices. Hi, it's Shiana. Welcome to Who You Call in Holistic. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, a good friend of mine. Um, and before I get into the intro all the way, you may recognize this, we can say character, from one of my episodes, actually. It's one of my first three episodes where I began talking about shrooms and psychedelics, which um, that episode in particular is called All the World is DNT, Dicks and Tits, because um, that's very much what what all the world is. Um, so, hi, Patrick. Welcome. Hey, good morning. How are you? Well, you got a, you got a good applause. Mm-hmm. Welcome. I'm real famous. You are. You Multiple be. episode. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't even know it. Not today. That's okay. <laughs> um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, so on that particular episode, I can't remember if you were Mario or Luigi, um, but I was like basically trying to protect your name. But what? And now here we here. are. Here we are undoing all of that. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it was one of the Super Mario Brother characters. It was, but if you did listen to that episode forever ago um he is the one that as we were tripping um and this was the first time i'd ever done like a good what did we do like four and a half grams maybe like over the night i think we started with two and then we worked up to four okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so he's the character in that episode that could not find his glass of water because it was clear <laughs> it was <laughs> like the lights were low so the the glass you couldn't see th- like you saw through it in every direction and i'm like <laughs> Don't you usually see through glass in every direction? <laughs> but like really saw through it as if it wasn't even there. It wasn't even there. Where is my water? So yeah, even now as we talk about it, like mm-hmm. still laughable. Oh, absolutely. Um, which is what I do love about doing shrooms. It's like you remember everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I actually, um, a trip sat for somebody recently, which I can talk about later, but um, she had had an experience before and she was like, I don't remember it. And I was like, how do you not remember your psychedelic experience. And she said she had done acid. And I was like, how? Mm. How did you not remember? And I was like, you'll remember this one. Mm-hmm. So then even the day after, she was messaging me something. And I was like, see, you remembered all of it, didn't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. So um, for my love of shrooms, it's been very much, you know, our first trip experience, for instance, we set the intention or our other friend had set the intention to open our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you get from that experience when we did that? Mm, well, I laid on the floor silently <laughs> for about 45 minutes. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> so apparently the first step of that was silence <laughs> and laying down on the floor. Was this before or after the never ending journey? No, that's what pulled me out of it. That was stage two, Shiana. <laughs> So the next logical step was the fact that you wanted in your after your conversation with the other individual and um, that I heard all of it, by the way, as you were laying on the floor, nonverbal for a while, just needed to be in that space. Then I then afterwards, you you were like, oh, I really want to see never ending story. And I was like, how is she going to turn this on with no remote? And I didn't even know there was an Alexa in there. I didn't either. And I thought, you know. I bet the TV's not hooked up to that. So I don't even know what Alexa's going to (laughs) find. But what Alexa found (laughs) took me and my floating body of energy, spirit, blah, 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 and slammed me back to earth and said, oh, you're going to laugh uncontrollably (laughs) for 10 minutes. Because, so if you guys haven't heard that episode or if you just need a refresher, what happened was the YouTube video that we found or something was like, I don't know, a kid's bop version of the never ending story song. And it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And we couldn't turn it off. Mm -mm. And (laughs) (laughs) 
None of us could turn it off. We couldn't get the remote to turn it off. We couldn't tell Alexa to turn it off. We were all in there screaming. Helpless. Helpless. You were rolling around on the floor. I couldn't breathe. I was like, why Why is this? It shouldn't have been as funny as it was. It shouldn't. But then that's probably why it was even funnier. Yeah. But it, it, was, it was a great time. And in hindsight, I think... Because when people ask me, like, how long, how long does a trip last or whatever? I'm like, oh, I'm not sure how to answer that. Because <laughs> ours was like nine hours. It was, yeah, because we ended up outside. Yeah. And I think that was, that was where, to me, when we had the heart opening section, mm-hmm. I think the first part of it was breaking us open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so, a little bit. So we had to be absolutely ridiculous for the first hour <laughs> and run around outside. First like hour, probably the first seven hours. <laughs> was it that many? <laughs> I mean, I do remember like a seasonal change in between there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, after after that, that's when I felt like when we were outside and you know, you can see further into space because mm-hmm. you know, your pupils are the size of your eyeballs. Yeah. At yeah. that point. That's when I saw the sky breathing. Absolutely. Um and I'd never seen so many stars in my entire life mm-hmm. together because we had the what are the chairs called? The zero gravity chairs? Yes. I think we were mm-hmm. in zero gravity chairs. Mm-hmm. So we had the full on like um uh, what's the, like a planetarium experience, yes. but a real one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. And then we, we actually saw things in the trees too. Oh my gosh. Saw all sorts of stuff moving. Yeah. People, pictures, yeah. faces. But in saying that, I'm, and I've told people this before, I'm more like clairsentient or cl- mm-hmm. and claircognizant. Like I feel the, I feel the things and I, um, and I know the things, but you see the things. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah. And sometimes it's like in my brain I see it, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a clairsentient type thing. Um, but you have more clairvoyance, is what I think. Which one is that? The like same. Yeah. Yeah. The same. Um, yeah. But you're also Pisces. Yeah. So those, a lot of Pisces. Yeah. So those go hand in hand. Pretty much. What was that like growing up with that gift, without oh. without the support that you have now? <laughs> Well, I'm glad you asked. What a great platform for this to come out. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I think being involved and, and always having been an artsy person, like, you get to kind of explore that part of yourself in those sets of emotions and not knowing why you feel everybody's emotion in the room mm. type thing. So you get a an, an opportunity to express it and get it out of you. But um, I, I think a lot of it, I was just like, hmm, I'm a little crazy. Just, <laughs> just and you were just accepting of it? Yeah. I mean, and I'm, and I'm going to keep that to myself. I would have been asking somebody to explain mm, the things, mm, the things mm, to mm. me. Well, I mean, I would, I would ask kind of indirectly. Mm-hmm. Like my way of kind of finding out things from my parents and – you know, I love my parents, but they they came from a, a smaller worldview. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of that generation in general. Right. Like, because we've had these discussions, too, like just how, and I'm sure our parents were way different than, they, well, I don't know how different they were than their parents, but I know that Absolutely. our generation is way different than our parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you grew up pretty churchy, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I did everything in the church. Um, I- yeah, like what? Because I... So my experience in the church was very much um, my mom was Catholic or she is Catholic. So mm-hmm. my experience was like, oh, I got the Catholic mom, but like she doesn't go to mass like she's supposed to. Mm. Or like she'll say that she's doing the things for um, around Easter. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the word right now. Oh, like the Easter and Christmas type situations. Yeah. Like I'm not going to eat meat. until oh, Lent. Lent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Words mm-hmm. right now. Um, <laughs> what are they? What are they for the podcast? <laughs> is it Lent or Lent? <laughs> Um, and so I grew up very much like, uh, church is kind of like an option, mm-hmm. but then I'd stay the night at one of my friend's houses and they were like, no church is mandatory over here. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is, what is this? I don't want to stay over here anymore. Mm-hmm. So church was an all the time thing for you. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and it, kind of for us, because we lived about 30 minutes away from civilization. Mm. I mean, there were other people around, but, um, they weren't people you want. <laughs> you didn't want to interact with too much of that. So church was kind of an outlet to get us out of the house around other people. Mm-hmm. It's where all the restaurants were. Mm. I always, I think what lured, I didn't really have a choice. I act like, I was like, oh, what lured me out was the buffet afterwards. 
No. <laughs> I mean, that did. <laughs> and that's what directed us to make friends in the church that, you know, with kids who had who had some resources to <laughs> take us to a buffet. <laughs> but um, we didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. And and I it was it was pretty intense. I mean, mm-hmm. I went to kindergarten where I went to church. I mm-hmm. um yeah. Once a week we were doing like they would, you know, have us in a room and we would be learning little songs to sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking, churchy songs. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say like, <laughs> I mean, you're singing songs about obedience and <laughs> you know you're seeing Jesus stories on felt boards. We all know what those felt boards were. <laughs> that was my favorite part because then they weren't going to be preaching at me. They were just going to be doing a history lesson. Right. I can deal with the history lesson. Okay. But um, but yeah, I was. We were involved in everything. We did the youth group. And we were heavy. I was heavy in the youth group because I wanted to just, I just wanted to get out of the house. <laughs> Shocker. But um, but it was something that I knew I could get out relatively consistently without having to ask. Can I go? Can I go to this person's house? No. Mm-hmm. Can I go to youth group? Well, you know, Jesus is there. <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. So this was all through high school. Middle school and high school. Middle school and high mm-hmm. school. And then elementary school, I was doing like church choir. Okay. Yeah, believe it or not, um, I used to sing a lot of solos. I I do believe that. Though. I do believe it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got real with it. I, I believe mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. But is that what led you into music now? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kind of. Just for backstory, um, me and Patrick are we're enjoying ourselves anyway. Yes. But um, Brandon's in here just laughing because the interaction is real and. Absolutely ridiculous, but true, but completely true. genuine. It is, it is. Can't be faking this right now. <laughs> <laughs> At all. In fact, I encourage the authenticity. So. Yes, Yay, yes, yes. For this. Yes. Back to music. Oh, yeah. No, I really, I, I was always into singing and believe it or not, I know which beat to clap on and which ones not to clap on. And I can clap on all of them. <laughs> Well, versed in clapping on one, two, three, and four. Are you just saying this because you're white? Uh, yes. Uh, but to be fair, and and to give to to give credit to like um, my parents and kind of the difference between their upbringing and and their parents is that their music choices is actually <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, now it's a little terrible. But before they were into like what was surprising is Mike. My dad was from like the swamp, like the the, the coastal Bertle Beach people, mm-hmm. and I think I think we know what the um, <laughs> we know what they listen we, to. We know we know how that can turn out. Washboards and jugs, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Doing a little jig, yeah. But my dad was into like rock opera stuff, oh. and like yeah, he was a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. He liked all of the like we had a really expanded like. Um, taste in music and my and my mom was more she liked more of like the carol king the beatles Mm -hmm. um i listened to a lot of motown with my mom Mm -hmm. okay so like the music stuff was really where i was like i like this Mm -hmm. and then i could sing in church and get the attention that i needed (laughs) (laughs) being being the younger child relatable this except is, i didn't go to church <laughs> well you know so now i created a podcast to get the attention instead i guess see a stage is a stage <laughs> see at my grandparents house they had um they had it was a i would be like oh it's a fireplace it was a wood-burning stove that was in the living room mm, and okay. in front of it it sat on this like um brick platform i could not see anything <laughs> Except that is my stage. This is where I need to be. And I would stand up there and they'd be like, no, get down. There's a fire behind you. And I'd be like, no. You were like is- that Elmo gif with the fire behind him that's like screaming. <gasps> <laughs> no. And then they would be like, sing, th- sing this song. And I'm like, I don't take requests. Um, this is going to be a Beatles situation. Um, yes, I'm going to sing the older stuff, the older books. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got into that. And then the thought, I remember in elementary school, the thought of learning a musical instrument. And being able to sit down and, like, play something, mind-blowing. So Hot Cross Buns got you? No. (laughs) Not musically, um, but the real ones are delicious. (laughs) So it wasn't in the the recorder stages of elementary school that that put you over the top? Well, the recorder stages, let's let's be honest, that was depressing. (laughs) Because you couldn't put your whole heart into that. And, like... 
<laughs> if you look at that recorder for too long, it's going to overblow and it's going to bust an eardrum. <laughs> Somebody's. That's why the music teachers were always yelling because that's how they thought everybody else was talking. <laughs> they Believable. couldn't hear anything. Believable. But we always, I always thought I was going to always thought it was going to be a saxophone player. Mm. And, um, and, and I, and I have played the sax. I did that in marching band, but, um, ironically what got me into the instrument I chose was like my mom mm. and they were like, Oh, this will get you more of a college scholarship. I want, I've always wanted to whisper like that, <laughs> <laughs> which is why that happened. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Like what? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You know, like, uh, <clears throat> I always wanted to get a good college scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was going to say that one, did you? You thought it was going to be something else, like, what's going on? Um, no, but that's what got me into it. And, and you play bassoon now. I play bassoon. Yeah, my band director actually played bassoon. And um, it is so bizarre. It is, there was nobody else that played it. Mm-hmm. No, and, you're the only person I've ever met that can say that they played the bassoon. Well, <laughs> that's the only one that counts, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not. There's one. The stage is a stage. <laughs> this is my stage, damn it. Glad yeah. you know. Yes. Glad, that, glad yes. that's settled. Yeah, that's where we got. Mm. Um, we got some ASMR going on in mm, here today. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. Oh, that's not the ASMR anybody <laughs> no. likes. That's the ones that usually people are like, can you please stop? <laughs> Drink some water. <laughs> um, so how long have you been playing bassoon now? Oh, gosh. Everybody asks, and I never keep up with the number. Well, maybe you should start. Let's see. 13 is when I started. Uh, so 23 years. Mm. And you went to school for this. I did. I did my bachelor's in music education, um, thinking that I was going to um, help <laughs> in the educational system um went to student teaching and learned that that was not for me mm. um what made you make that decision well i actually like the teaching part um it's the all the other stuff like <laughs> i mean what we're recording this at 11 o'clock in the morning and i kind of got it together <laughs> on time <laughs> imagine having that happen at 7 30 in the morning 45 minutes away yeah no um that's when i started doing drugs <laughs> 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 truly actually let's specify drugs by the way oh um plant, plant medicine plant medicine plant medicine um medicine medicine is not a drug <laughs> it didn't drug me down um, true, true. i wasn't i wasn't the flat guy on the sofa I mean, if you were, that's okay too, because a lot of people say that they wanted that, they want that experience. Absolutely, yeah, a, a little bit. Oh gosh, that's how you were uh, Shroom Night, though. You were the melty man. I couldn't move. Yeah, you were a puddle for. I was quite some time. That's some okay. sort of situation. Some sort of situation. A pile of Patrick, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I know I had on one of the episodes. She was actually a Pisces as well, mm. and um, one of the things she said was, "Pisces love a drug." We do. We enjoy it. We we enjoy an, an escapist experience. Mm-hmm. Gosh, look Words. at that. Would that be assonance or alliteration? Uh, we've had this. I think it's before. assonance if it's a vowel. Okay, sure. I'm sure somebody's like it's assonance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Pisces love a drug because of escapism. Yes. Yeah, I think so. But it's because you you always see the things. That's why I said your your words. You are more clairvoyant than mm-hmm. me because, like, the dreams that you have, the because mm-hmm. you like often astral travel, mm-hmm. and you often just like leave your body like casually, like, oh yeah, I went and did this the other day, and I'm like, wait, what, <laughs> what? You saw who? I mean, it, and I didn't even think it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you know how you would, I, I, when I was a kid, I remember these instances where I would just be staring at something, and like minutes would pass and I didn't realize that I was doing that. Mm-hmm. It was like completely out of body experience. <clears throat> and then I would come back and I'd be like, Hmm, what just happened? Mm-hmm. I've been standing at, staring at a tree in a playground for like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I, ha- I had a whole vision and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. Well that was just one of those, you know, I stared at something for too long and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything that I had a judgment about. I wasn't like, Oh, is this the end? But we were talking yesterday about, like, staring at things and how that worked out. Because I could never stare at those. I don't remember what they were called. Um, some sort of... Opt- oh, the, the, uh, the hologram, the holographic, like, 3D... 
Was it 3D? Mm-hmm. It okay. was supposed to be 3D. And we had like things. books and stuff in school and it was, or like you could go to the Scholastic Book Fair and like mm-hmm. order a whole, I don't know, calendar of them or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, stare at this and you're supposed to see like a ship in the background. I could never see the fucking ship. You know what? I bet it was sponsored by a glasses company to make <laughs> sure that a whole generation of children, because I said this last night, it's like, it, it taught me how to cross my eyes. <laughs> Because they, they legit were like, okay, in order to see it, like, let your eyes cross and relax. And How does that happen? You can't relax. and like, No. That's a job. Like it, You got to dedicate time and effort to that. And then, you know, everybody's like, if you stay, stay that way too long, it's, you're going to get stuck that way. Did you see the Monet in the and No, I didn't. <laughs> no. I couldn't even find the lines. I, <laughs> I never saw what we were supposed to see. No. So, I have, and I've like, I recently went back probably within the last, Honestly, probably within the last like three to six months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to try this time because I know now, mm-hmm. I know now that I got these like superpowers that I'm mm-hmm. tapped into. I'm mm-hmm. for sure going to see all the- I still couldn't fucking see it. It's okay. It's okay. So like even you with clairvoyance still can't see them. I mean, I think those are, those were specific messages. They probably turned on what kind of secret government agents <laughs> <laughs> they needed to do. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> the rebels. They probably activated the, the John Smiths. <laughs> absolutely absolutely it seems like that's the only thing they could have been used for okay because it wasn't for like oh we're gonna envision this 3d image it was like i like the directions where it would say start at your nose pull (laughs) away slowly and so i practiced i would be at school going how does that work just with my hand (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then i would i would would look at the image i was trying it was supposed to see nothing nothing ever i was like no i don't know if they they were probably like this is what you're supposed to see and you would see this like like scenic mountain view and you're like this is not this looks like shaped spaghetti is what this, <laughs> and the colors they would choose would look like shaped spaghetti mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah okay i'm glad i'm not alone there no not at all okay good good mm-hmm. it's always good to hear you're not alone no and i will say like if somebody were to ask me like well who's patrick to you or whatever you're mm. like my spiritual brother mm, same z's mm-hmm. i'm your spiritual brother basically uh, bruh. yeah bruh okay Xion. <laughs> That is right. That's 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 the <laughs> and that came from that night too. That did come from the shroom night because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was walking around in my hoodie. Boy, and 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 weren't you? <laughs> you put on that hoodie and then you got real like. <laughs> I already know I'm what you're relating this story to. <laughs> because we were talking to a friend yesterday, saying that <laughs> that somebody walks very um, much like a quarterback. <laughs> And I don't think uh, I was I walking like a term. Court- I believe the term was they ran the prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> they Did I look like a prison guard the, the night of the show? I mean, I think you look like the one that's pacing in the back looking to start trouble. That's what you look like. You would look in that the one you're like, which one am I, I going to go for? I was starting something. <laughs> Sometimes, um, this is a fun fact about me, and I've shared this with my friend um, T before. So every time she, she needs a moment, she mm. thinks of this. This uh, flashback of a message that I said, and she just starts laughing. But sometimes I listen to Michael Jackson's greatest hits. It just makes me feel good. Yeah. So they always want to be starting something. Right? Oh, okay. Clearly, okay. I'm going to be listening to Michael Jackson today. I think that's. I mean, that's never a bad choice. Yeah. Mm. I. I mean, depending on your mood. Fair. I mean, if you're sad, and you're well. That's a good thing to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> As a Pisces. I mean. As a Pisces. It's because music is such a. It's such a like. It's an escapism in and of itself, like just listening to something. I mean, we've we've been, of course, talking about the Beyonce album. Oh, my God, because it's still cracked. And it's grip on our lives. On our mental health. Like, my, my poor Spotify account's been going, like, please. <laughs> please Literally stop. anything else. And I'm like, not today. <laughs> These motherfuckers ain't stopping. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I know my neighbors are like, oh, there's Patrick again. What's he doing? Laundry? Okay. <laughs> and we've discussed this, too, because, like, I said, you know, I, I'd say I, I put Reiki on all the things. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've discussed um, Beyonce has very much been intentional with her, um, her not delivery dates, her... Um, drop she, dates. Yeah, her drop dates. Mm-hmm. I could say delivery date. It is a creation. Absolutely. It's a creation. Absolutely. It's a birth. Um, but, like, her drop dates, they mm-hmm. seem very in tune with... Um, with the cosmos and oh like this last one she dropped during Leo season. And I don't know if there was like a Virgo moon or something, but because I've, we've been wondering like when she's dropping these music videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've even been like, well, 
well, what's going on in the cosmos? Like, is something going to take place with that for that? I mean, today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Beyonce. <laughs> it is. We love you. <laughs> um, and I'm not even a Beyonce stan like that. That has never been me. But this last album has had mm-hmm. this, like, and I'm like, what witchcraft did she do to this? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. this feels like witchcraft to me. Absolutely. Well, and, and even as a musician, mm-hmm. like, Beyonce's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just, like, you know, her albums are catchy, but, like, you, I think a lot of people there, we all have an underlying, like, this is why it's, we like this musician because we say, oh, but they connect with us. When in, in a lot of reality, it's like, they're actually good. Mm-hmm. And when you hear someone singing fake Beyonce <laughs> or trying to sing like her, and it's just kind of like a tumble down a hill <laughs> because they get halfway through and they're like, oh, oh shit, this is actually a lot harder. Because <laughs> <laughs> of her range. Yeah, yeah. Because she's, it's easy for her mm-hmm. because she's that talented and mm-hmm. she's worked that hard and has those, you know, the, those skills. But like. Yeah, I think every time it's been very intentional. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. every time she's dropped something has been, like, from personally, from the stage point of view, um, <laughs> because I have the microphone, um, uh, <laughs> Beyonce has always dropped an album when I needed it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, right when I had a breakup, I was like, oh, I wish there was a Beyonce album. That's when she dropped Beyonce, like, mm-hmm, her, mm-hmm. that late Special night request. Drop. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't need to get anything. I was like, all right, I don't have any money or food, but, and I'm sick. <laughs> but, but I have Beyonce. <laughs> I got Beyonce and I watched that album over and over and mm. I was like, you did it, girl. You mm-hmm. did this for, you did it for me and I will always be grateful. Mm. I will so, always love you. I will always <laughs> love you. <laughs> um, so one of the things that we've discussed too, uh, mm. because I know imposter syndrome things for me mostly and we've had similar upbringings with like, you know, we didn't have necessarily parents that were like, go you. Mm-hmm. So we both have that bit of imposter syndrome, even though we're talented as fuck in what we do. Absolutely. But there's still that level of like, mm, I don't know about this. So even mm-hmm. when I was creating this podcast and I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not sure about how I'm going to be received. And like, uh, I was actually surprised by people like, oh my God, I love your voice. And I was like, really? Because, you know, you hear your own voice and we've, we've definitely had this discussion. Mm-hmm. You hear your own voice and you're like, oh my God, do I sound like that? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to play this back. And I've even told Brandon that's recording, like whenever I would hear my voice, I was like, ah, that's how I sound. But like, whenever I spoke to you about the podcast, you, and, and I've told you this before, like you, I have my shit Shiana says moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patrick is a person that I can go to and like talk to something simple about. And he has these like one liners and I'm like, Oh, it's that simple. It's that simple. And, um, so you probably need your own little like shit Patrick says, Mm. but what, what was your take on like voices and energy? Because Mm. you've, you've talked about like how Beyonce reaches people with her Mm -hmm. voice. And you've talked about how me having a podcast based on my voice can reach people. Well, like it's, it's kind of where science and, and the kind of this energy world meets because in the most basic sense. So I learned this in musical acoustics, go bachelor's degree. You and you and this, these uh, ASMR moments with, I know, microphone. I can't I help know, it. I know. I see it. I mean, I'm now that I've gotten used to my voice in my ear and I'm not going, mm-hmm. stop talking. Now I'm going to have you on here again. And you're like, oh, let's I do guess. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm have my own microphone he'll be like i got the patrick cover it's covered with it you got real close on it there's <laughs> <laughs> not enough lysol in this world <laughs> um but i mean so if i'm not mistaken and i'm pretty sure i'm not um <laughs> lower frequencies because there's so much space in between like the oscillation of the the vibration because mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about with frequency is how many times something vibrates in a set amount of time right so, like, the more, the higher the frequency, the more it vibrates within a, a, a specific period of time. So, lower frequencies vibrate in a way that they can actually reach around corners. Mm-hmm. That's why you're going to hear the base of something first versus, you know, the high, high treble, mm-hmm. which is why. And, and same thing go, kind of goes with colors. Like, red has a lower frequency. Mm -hmm. That's why red, when you see it, you can see it from a mile away. Mm. Versus purple, which has a very, very high frequency, is a harder color. (laughs) We can discuss purple in a moment. We'll have to to bring that back. (laughs) 
the original story, please? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we'll discuss that in a moment. <laughs> okay. No, but it's so it's the same thing. Like you're there you know that there are some people and you hear their voice and it's kind of like a Gilf- Gilbert Goffrey type moment where it's like you know, Iago from Aladdin, high, you know, mm-hmm. higher pitched. And it's very jarring. It's very jarring. Mm-hmm. And that's like a higher frequency sound. It's mm. very jarring and it's direct and it, and that's how it travels to, to things. But those lower frequency moments, they can reach around corners, mm. you know. And I have one of those. Yeah, you have a low frequency voice. Sorry. Or you have a lot of lows in your voice. But I'm not a low person. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm, I mean, a, I'm a high like, person. I get low. <laughs> But I'm not a low person. No. I um I don't know because Capricorn knees, you know. <laughs> I mean it's it's good to keep an eye on them. It is. <laughs> so getting low is good for them. It is in it, a healthy and safe way. It is. So I am can, still capable. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm not Meg the Stallion level, but mm-hmm. I am still capable. They do work. I mean, I is anybody I, Meg the Stallion level? I was gonna say like. Probably the people who do all the voguing. I always look at them and I'm like, how are y'all turning on your knee? Like, (laughs) it'd be my luck. I would get wild and do that one night. And I would, like, I was doing, I was doing this wild moment. (laughs) My knee just blew the fuck out. (laughs) That was the end of my career, believe it or not. Um, so, okay, purple. Let, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. I can't believe that even came up last Can night. you, well, of course it did. That was the best, that's just one of the best stories. The highlights. Me. So, okay, backstory, first of all, um, before, before people think I'm a terrible person, let me just, I, you're listening <laughs> to my show. behavior. So, thank so you. Don't, don't take it. It's not your behavior. You didn't start it. It was just an observation. It was just an observation. And a pattern. They noticed a pattern. We do that. We do. We notice patterns. We do. Go ahead. And we point Tell them out. about that pattern, Chiana. <laughs> so, so backstory, um, I have a godmother and, um, she actually she actually visited recently and backstory with godmother she had uh two brain bleeds recently and a mm. stroke mm. and um i sent reiki to her i had my reiki people send reiki to her there was a whole prayer group going on for her um and she had like a like remarkable recovery that the physician was even like hey i don't i don't really know what happened but like Yay. right she Yay got her God. speech back all mm-hmm. the things and like so y'all reiki reiki and prayer works just mm-hmm. just a reminder mm-hmm. just that little plug you can schedule with me if you want to anyway mm-hmm. link in the link tree in the <laughs> so uh my godmother a long time ago you know she would come over during summers and visit and whatnot and first there was a time that we would watch uh ice skating mm-hmm. And she always called it. And I was like, see, th- that's probably where I originally learned manifestation. Actually, she, we'd be watching, we'd be watching <laughs> ice skating and she'd be like, fall. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> and they would fall. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. She didn't hit that toe loop correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then there, so again, learned behavior. Look mm-hmm. at me, look at me pointing out manifestation. Um, but then later she was pointing out that everybody that would come on Jerry Springer wore purple. Like specific demographic? A is very there? specific demographic. It yeah. was like always. <laughs> Tell this. us about that demographic, Chiana. It was always like mostly like chunky white ladies. Okay. It was very, but, but usually kinda, chunky, I think but chunky, mostly white. And, and, and we know what, what you mean by this. Like it's. The, the, and I, cause we talked about this color purple last <laughs> night. It's a very specific it's purple. It's a very specific kind of, we all know what it is. It's kind of like that faded purple, almost the color of the top of, of the, the eye drop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but it, it would have like that, we talked about a shimmer of white lint over top of it. Mm-hmm. And it usually had the, the edge might've had a fringe to it <laughs> or it might've just been pulled. It was like, never, and it was never, like, figure forming. Correct. It was something loose. Shapeless. Yes. Yes. To, Did uh, nothing for them ever. And, I mean, like, the color just drew attention and took it away at the right. same time. <laughs> it was just a, it's a vortex of a color. <laughs> it's an interesting situation. It's not the one that your stylist should pick out for you. I would not. Okay. <laughs> so, you and I were at a restaurant one day. <laughs> I almost feel like this story is better when you tell it because... Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, I'm warmed up. Unique New York. <laughs> Unique. Unique That's what New York. you are. Bad bitch. Um, I'm the star. Oh, we can't be singing. I'm going to forget what we were talking about. Purple. Purple. Okay. 
So we're at we, Chapala. We're at Chapala um, the night before. That's a Mexican Maya. restaurant. It's a delicious one. Um, would they make that tableside guac? Mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they had the... Um, <laughs> We were the we were one of like two or three tables when we first got in there. This mm-hmm. was um, Cuatro de Mayo, <laughs> and they were preparing for Cinco de Mayo. And I was like, okay, we get we got in right before. We're going to get some margaritas, and I think we did. We mm-hmm. did get a pitcher, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were talking about. I think conversation rolled around to what colors worked for us on our like what we would wear. And I'm like, I can't do yellows. So I'm I have a hard time with yellow. And, and well, you're you're pretty. Pale. I'm a, I'm a pale kind of yellowy tinted side of things anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it tends to look or like khaki colored shirts. Absolutely. Not. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> please don't. <laughs> it's like when you see those people who wear shirts that look like shirtless men. Yes. And it's real unsettling. It's weird when I see like black women in a specific chocolatey brown because it doesn't look like they're wearing pants. Right. It's just like, oh, tight pantyhose leg leg. <laughs> So anyway, you were, and I was saying like, you know, everybody looks good in purple <laughs> because it has, it's a higher frequency color. <laughs> and it has you a, pointing out like the, the positives of purple. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And it, you know, I can, I can wear it and I usually go for a darker purple. Uh, like I like a really, you yeah. know, um, rich, rich, multifaceted, <laughs> not the pelted purple. And I mean, without skipping a beat, Shiana was like, I don't wear purple. And I'm like. Why? And you were like, <laughs> was it your godmother? Yes. You were like, well, my <laughs> my godmother, I believe she just kind of drilled it into me. But she said, <laughs> and you didn't, it wasn't like a, you know, it was a chunkier woman on Jerry Springer. <laughs> you were like, um, only fat women wear purple. And, I was, and the craziest part about this story, at this point, in the in, at this juncture... In Quattro de Mayo, there was only two tables seated. The other table, you guessed it, was a fat white woman wearing purple. <laughs> How close was she? Definitely right across from us. Definitely an earshot. Didn't leave too long after that. So I'm in tears. I'm in tears. And I was like, oh my God, Gianna. I was like, <laughs> and I'm sure what that made it worse. I bet she looked at because I mean when you're when you hear something like that and you feel like somebody's talking about you, you're like, okay, now I, I'm I'm fully engaged in what y'all are talking right. about. Right now, I got to hear all of it. So here's Patrick going over there, <laughs> <laughs> and Shiana was like, well, you know, I said it. I yeah, mean, like I, so. To it, your, we're to, here now. To your credit, you completely owned it, and you know we. We've grown since then. Like, a, all we all we did was notice a pattern. Yes. So it wasn't like you're, you know, you're not, and I'm sure you would wear purple now. Yes. A very specific purple still. A very still. specific purple. And it would be, it would have some shape to it. Yes. And not the shimmer of lint. No. I feel like that's a big part of it. It is. Because it would end up looking uneven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was part of the problem. It was like a sea of purple. Um. So I know, <clears throat> I, I spoke recently about telling people to wear more green if, um, they were working on their heart Mm -hmm. and you and I speak often about colors and how we interact with those two. Um, what has been your experience? Like, do you wear a specific color when you feel like you need to work on a certain chakra or is it just more like a, what you feel called to that day? I think it's kind of like what I, how I like to, that's how I like to go about everything is Mm -hmm. that, you know, that day, what works that day. Um, there are colors I naturally gravitate towards, you know, I always like a blue. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. I actually also like a red. Um, I like, I tend to like solid colors. Um, but I don't really, I think what ends up happening is that I wear a color and specifically with work, since I, I'm also a massage therapist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come catch these hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> somebody told me the other like day, they were, like, they were like, the name of your business should be called Pat on Your Back. And I was <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> no, no. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Pat is a verb, um, <laughs> except Pat for your mom. <laughs> yeah, because the, the shit Shiana says is actually um, Pat, by the way. And Pat. Yeah. So, um, no, pat on your back also, though, that just seems just very inappropriate. Totally. There's just too many, <laughs> too, there's too um, many ways that can go wrong. Loose. That's something that's, something that's <laughs> you don't want. That would be one of those ones where it's like, you know, 
the Jones barbecue and foot massage. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to eat barbecue where they're doing foot massages. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's very pat on your back. That just came out of your head just now. <laughs> I was trying to think of like that. The I the, the when I hear pat on your back, I remember those commercials for like Title Pawn and Title Loan, where they were just they look like they were shot on like the crappiest camcorder, and I just couldn't get enough of them because they would be so obviously bad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I you know anyway. So that's what I thought. I was like, uh, no, that's mm. um. So massage therapist, yes. you uh, because I've obviously sent people your way um Mm -hmm. and you and I both have discussed and you know have both experienced like the work that we do is very different than like say somebody going to a massage envy for instance and you do something um you do something that I had never heard of before and when I first had a Reiki experience with you at Alexander Technique Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when I had first had a Reiki experience with you even um I was told by like our Reiki teacher how whenever you did work, like it went to the bone. Mm -hmm. And then I remember you working on me. And first of all, when you were doing Reiki on me, you saw my, like my decal from my massage room. And Mm -hmm. I was like, how, how the fuck did he see? It was, and it was bananas because, and I think part of it too, is that there was two of us working on you. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and she had just gotten to the point. I just gotten comfortable with, because our teacher would say like, if, if something came up, feel free to share it. Mm -hmm. And I had just gotten comfortable with doing that mm. because part of it is that when you see things, you're like, that's not real. <laughs> I saw a yellow bucket <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, but then when you start saying it, it's not, it's not that that's the end message. Sometimes, sometimes that's like the first part that sets the thing in motion mm-hmm. that you get the information from later. And, but anyway, we were working and I mean, like I closed my eyes and like, it was a blank screen. I mean, it was, you know, everything was solid. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the dandelion being blown, and that's when I was like, mm, "This is what I'm seeing." <laughs> and and, and she- that was like my my logo at the yeah. time. Um, and I had two like if you were to come see me at my massage office, I had two very large dandelions in the office space that people would always comment on because they were blowing in the wind. And I was like, "How the fuck did he see that?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was a little creeped out because we had just met mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you knew not, you'd never been in my massage space. You'd mm-hmm. never seen any of that. So I was just like, what is this? And then also when you were working on me, it felt very much like you touched my bone, mm-hmm. like in my ankles or something. And I was like, what is, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Like how I've, I'm familiar enough with energy work, but like what, what the fuck is Alexander technique and how can you touch my bone with energy? Well, you know, it's so interesting because that's, I did that in, um, for my master's, I did performance because duh, like <laughs> stage, this is what we need. By the way, um, just a sidebar. Um, I've been lately manifesting she on a stage. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you put that out there today more than once, um, let me just keep saying she on a stage because it's happening. That sounds like <laughs> some shit she on says. So let's keep going with Shiana's stage today. I mean, it's your stage today as well, but right, fair, fair, fair. But the, the fact concept. That, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. I, no, go ahead though. I took away the Shiana stage. Well, no, you'll never take it away. You're absolutely right. Thank you. We'll have it. Will be one of those music festivals that has multiple stages, and selling water for ten dollars a bottle. You're welcome. Reiki water. Yes. Of course. Praise. Of course. Of course. Everything will be Reiki. Uh, mm. Everything. Um. What were we talking about? Alexander Technique. <laughs> okay. No, I did that in grad school. Um, Casually. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I took it. I took the class because where I went to school, I was really fortunate that I had a lot of resources that I still use today, mm-hmm. big time, especially with that master's degree. Which can't be said by everybody that goes to school, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> you actually well, use what you learned. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny. In my undergrad, I had an experience with a professor where he questioned my ability to play my instrument based on my ability to play another instrument. Um, he, and he actually questioned my ability to teach that instrument. Um, and he did this to me on three hours of sleep. And um, <laughs> just FYI, um, I'm very nice. I'm a very nice person. When you're rested. When I'm rested. And when you don't insult me. <laughs> when you insult me. And I don't, I don't lose my shit. But I do go, excuse me? <laughs> the fuck you say to me 
Um, because at that time I had just had an instance with another professor and I'm getting back to the point, I promise. Um, you got time. I had an instance with a pre- previous professor and who made me upset. And I, I called my mom. It was the best advice she gave me. She was like, um, remember who's paying for this degree? It's mm. not the college professor. Mm. And so at that point I was like, I got to use these degrees. If I'm going to go to school, I'm going to learn what I want to learn the way I want to learn it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to breathe out for a second. <laughs> so, because I didn't want to be like, ah, so there was that. Um, and I just did it anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, it's going to have to soak in bleach at this point. <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> the, the little cover. He's like, no, we just throw it away. <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the, um, but I, I kind of learned that I was like, all right, if I'm going to do my master's, I'm going to take classes that I feel like are going to be useful to my professional life, either teaching or performing. And so somebody had told me about Alexander Technique and how it talked about body alignment, how things were stacked. And um, so I signed up for the class, and it was like a one hour once a week for half a semester. Okay. And this woman had basically, the teacher was a former ballet dancer and piano player, and she um, couldn't move her body. She got to a place where her body basically shut down no, but no doctor knew what was going on, no chiropractor. And so somebody recommended Feldenkrais, which is kind of like another type of body learning thing that I'm not the most familiar with. But then she started regaining use of her body mm-hmm. by learning how to connect her mind and body into the movement. And the premise of it is to stop the fight or flight response mm-hmm. by being completely present in everything you do. And one of the ways you can do that is the understanding that everything is based on how the skeleton is stacked. The skeleton knows how to stack itself. Mm -hmm. And when you get out of its way, it will release. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of everything is based on that premise. And it's kind of true because muscles exist to move and protect the bone. Right. So when when your understanding of movement is at the bone level and you're aware of that, the muscles are going to follow the actual movement as opposed to, I'm flexing my bicep now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... It changed my life. Um, I've never had somebody release my whole body standing up in a matter of minutes. Yeah. No, it is a wild, like, mm-hmm. it's it's a wild experience. Like, I'd never, I was like, how? I'd never felt so in tune with my own body to mm-hmm. be able to feel the bones within my own skeletal system. Absolutely. Which is bizarre to, like, even. It's my wallet, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> which is bizarre to even think about, like, visualizing or, like, we should we should have an understanding of those things already because they're a part of us. So it's like, how do we become so disassociated from that connection all the time? And then you do something else um, that I'm fascinated with too. And you've been taking classes on and learning more about polarity therapy. Mm -hmm. And I will have to have um, on here at some point, I absolutely will have to have Liz. Liz. Mm -hmm. Um, She's big Aquarius energy. So Polarity mm-hmm. therapy definitely makes sense for her line of absolutely um, her zodiac sign. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. She, I mean, an incredible person, incredible mm-hmm. teacher. Somebody yeah, because she ta- she teaches more than polarity therapy too. Like astrology, she yeah. teaches uh, polarity yoga. She does mm-hmm. yogurt te- yoga yoga yogurt teacher training. <laughs> <laughs> yoga teacher training. Um, just an incredible person, mm-hmm. and um, so. So yeah, I I had never heard of polarity therapy until we were we were in massage school, mm-hmm. and I think we we were shown a video. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see? Did y'all show? Sure. Okay. This was so long ago. I know, right? But like, like all all of those videos kind of run together, mm-hmm. and I was just too busy eating my Brugger's bagel sandwich. Always. Um, <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we stopped at the same places when before we went to school. Of course. Um. But it was, I remember watching it and thinking, that's an interesting concept about energy and whatever. I'll never deal with that again. And then it just happened that our paths crossed. And um, But it's interesting. You, it's kind of based on everything has a, a negative, positive, negative, and neutral. Mm-hmm. And the balance of any two of those will help balance the third. Mm-hmm. So if you deal with everything in that way, the body pretty much tells you, like, where to go next. Mm-hmm. And then I know, like, we've even discussed that um, there's certain elements within your body that work for and against each other, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's been times that you've done body work on me and say, like, 
my ankle keeps popping. Mm -hmm. Like my ankle is popping all day and I'm like, I don't know what's going on with my ankle. And then you're like, oh, you got like a lot of air happening mm -hmm. or something. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what, what do you mean? What does that even mean? She's like, I've been, I be breathing. Right. <laughs> right. I breathe on the microphone sometimes. I, I try. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's places like on the Zodiacal Man and I'm sure you've brought that up. Um, mm -hmm. Like there's places that are represented with air and water and fire. And the Zodiac signs. And the Zodiac signs, mm -hmm. which are associated with those various elements. Um, and that kind of points to what that could mean. Mm -hmm. Various, you know, this is the air part of the body. Um, but all of the elements are present in every part of your body. Right. And it's always this constant balance and imbalance. And the types of imbalance will kind of point to what elements are out of sync. Like fire and water being out of balance is going to be different than fire and air being out of balance. If air, like we talk about the air fire loop in our class. Mm -hmm. um, where if you're angry... If you're constantly thinking about what makes you angry, you're constantly feeding the fire. Mm. That type of understanding of the elements. And then how do you undo that, though, to um, get the air? Well, it, part of what we also say that air is associated with are your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about what's making you angry, you have to go to something else. <laughs> Think about something else. <laughs> it's that simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what it is in these right. modalities that I've said to somebody before. Because she was like, you always break things down so simple. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, but like, it is. It is. It really is. Like, we overcomplicate things so much. But even, and that's why I said you needed like your own little shit Patrick says moments. Because I'll come to you with something and it's a very simple mm -hmm. response. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Well, you know, and that's a concept I learned in music, too, mm. is that if you have this really complicated rhythmic passage that's, like, all over the place, mm -hmm. if it is, um, the way you learn it is not trying to understand this rhythmic thing all at once. You have to break it down into smaller pieces mm -hmm. and put the smaller pieces together. Then you realize that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of little small stuff rearranged in a different way. Mm -hmm. So nothing is ever really complicated. It's just more detailed. Right. And you, like, breaking that down to me has for sure helped me, like, um, with my teaching, mm -hmm. whether it's my Reiki teaching or also just, like, when I show up in the online space because I know it has to be, like, the things that we discuss sometimes are so expansive and mm -hmm. so, like, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that we need a container. <laughs> <laughs> and then you a need a rubber made that snaps. <laughs> yeah, and then you need the container in the container. Absolutely. And the container in that, what are those little dolls called? The little? They're like the nesting dolls. Yeah, those mm -hmm. little stackable, th yeah. It's, I love those things. That's how these, these thoughts and these explanations take place. Absolutely. Um, so what else was I going to say? It was something about music. La, 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 la. I remember. Um, we were discussing yesterday even, uh, because whenever I do my healing things, I definitely tell people to do, if they need like a go-to of healing frequencies, and we learned this in Reiki, mm -hmm. um, 528 hertz mm -hmm. is a good go-to. Um, but we were discussing yesterday how the sound of nature is 432 hertz. Mm -hmm. And you, whenever you do your music things, mm -hmm. because you do play for... For orchestras, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm that bitch. <laughs> I Go play, ahead and plug that in. I play principal bassoon <laughs> Excuse and me. for orchestras. Can we, can we have an applause for that too? Because that, that seemed... All thank right. You. Thank yes. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll four be orchestras. Here. Yeah, four. Four. Um, cuatro. And you were saying that you guys play at a certain frequency. Mm -hmm. So we all tune. It's kind of like a general agreement, unless it's otherwise stated in a contract. We tune, <laughs> which they do, and that's fun and annoying, um, because we play on these ancient instruments. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we play at four forty. A. So we, we say it's a 440. So like we, we set everything to 440 hertz, um, which I it's always it's gradually gone up from 432. Because mm. if you're playing with like Baroque ensembles or ensembles with period instruments, mm -hmm. um, generally they're going to play at a lower frequency. So it's better to play on period instruments with period instruments because our instruments are actually made and tuned to 440. Mm. So, and yeah. are you one of those people that um, that un that think that there's been like this conspiracy of, uh, you know, well, they used to say like rock music was the devil's music anyway, but mm -hmm. that certain frequencies that were played in music have been removed to take us away from. 
I think I think they give a lot of these people a little too much credit. <laughs> Personally, I think um, anytime you try to control what someone's listening to for entertainment, mm-hmm. when you control what they do for enjoyment, and this was actually, um, I used to teach this. I taught music appreciation. Um, <laughs> I would um, hope so. <laughs> right? Appreciate me. Uh, <laughs> But I used to teach a, a specifically a, a, a segment at the end of the class that was music during wartime, mm. specifically because music used to be used and still is. In our time, it was actually the Disney Channel preparing us for to go to war after 9-11. Mm. If mm. you want to go back and really go for a trip, like okay. go watch some of those. Okay, uh, conspiracy theory. I mean... I mean, that's just, it's just what a, a country does to mobilize the country to war. Yeah. It's like World War II. They would do all those videos. So what, what videos are they playing right now that I need to start paying attention to? Well, I mean, whenever you control the music, you listen to the music of, when you control how people enjoy themselves in their casual time, you kind of mold how they think. Mm-hmm. And so in the um, in the Nazi regime, this guy who is his name was Goebbels looks like <laughs> it looks like Goebbels, okay. <laughs> but we're not German in here. <laughs> um, he was the head of propaganda, and that's one of the things that they specifically targeted: um, any Jewish, gay, um, uh, anybody of color, mm-hmm. anybody, anybody. What they would consider gypsies, which is I know it's a derogatory term, but that was what they were labeled in that situation mm-hmm. as. They would blacklist their music, mm. and um, which is the, and and it was all all of those people. Mm-hmm. And when you control how somebody thinks about those people, they would they would say, "Oh, this is degenerate music," is what they would call mm. it. They would put um, art from those artists, and they would cram them on the walls, and they would put insults under what we consider masterpieces mm. on music on on art. Because it was outside of a traditional all-white gotcha. regime, all-blonde, white right. regime. So when you control how people think about music, if you can't, if you're not allowed to say, like, this is what I like and why I like it, you know, in a way that you, it, when you're being told, this is how you're supposed to think about it, those rock, those things, they take us away from a good societal person mm-hmm, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. when i think it gets a little bit like mm. that makes sense yeah whenever somebody tries to filter down my thinking i'm like mm. mm-hmm. the pisces in me says no i don't live in a fishbowl <laughs> anymore and thinks and like i said earlier you're really good with the the simplifying things and the shit patrick says moments and mm-hmm. we were discussing yesterday uh there was a video that i wanted to play um and if you guys want to Google it on, on YouTube, look up some fractals. Mm-hmm. Those are a good time. And there was one video in particular that I clicked on and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that one. It says complicated journey. Like, I don't want a complicated journey. <laughs> like, why would I choose that outcome? Here we are again. The complication. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, um, it's not a bad thing. I was like, well, what do you mean it's not a bad thing? What is your understanding of complicated then? I mean, just what we were saying with the even breaking down like rhythmic patterns, something isn't necessarily bad if it's complicated. It's just not something that you're going to understand maybe the first time you look at it. Mm. I mean, think about things that you liked more as you listened to them. Mm-hmm. Things about, I mean, think about the things that you liked instantly. Mm-hmm. Do you still like them as much? Right. I mean, you think about pop music and when it comes out, you're like, why is that song doing it to me? And three weeks later, you're like, if I hear this song one more time except for beyonce's album apparently. except for beyond what the fuck timeless <laughs> don't don't we can't bring up the queen i haven't bowed enough today <laughs> um <laughs> no and you know it's funny i always was drawn to beyonce even before i was like i like beyonce it would be one of those like oh like when i was in high school and naughty girl came out i was mm-hmm. like oh is naughty girl on we don't have to change the channel just yet. Like, mm-hmm. Let me just watch this mm-hmm. because it was so good. Mm-hmm. And then me, myself, and I, when she was wearing those mirrored shoes, uh, <laughs> Beyonce. I mean, you just said you haven't bowed enough. And here, here, here we are. Here we well, are. if she ever hears this, Beyonce, I love you. <laughs> you I mean, the way I'm connected, she just might. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> she on a stage and she on a, um, she on a, she I don't on. know how to get in those ears yet. I got to figure out how to manifest that one. Just got to, just got to get there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a few degrees of separation from her anyway. I mean, honestly, I know a few people that have like 
been been that close. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? I can actually. Same. I don't know what she would hire me for, or if I'd just be like a friend. I'm okay with friend. I'm okay with like. But the, I don't think I'd be able to tell you. I'd probably have to sign in. That's okay. NBA. We'll we'll just have to we'll just have to meet yeah. sometimes Wink. for coffee. Got it. Got it. You'll be just like Patrick. Just be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> and I no will. Way. I will. I'll just sit there and be like, "Hello, Beyonce. I'm Patrick." How are you? I, she's talked to me. <laughs> she talked like to lies. me. Be like, all right, we're good. This feels like lies. <laughs> this isn't real life. Is this real is life? Is this real life? Um, no, this has been fun. It has been. Thank it, you for having me. You're welcome. I know, like, you didn't all the way want to come here because, by the way, I've had I've asked Patrick several times to come in here. <laughs> several, several times. I have a hard time performing sometimes on 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 the vocal stage for the for the thing about the voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, but I I'm, I do appreciate you being here today. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, if people want to find you, can I list your things in my bio for them to find you? Sure. I know you're kind of not as visible you know. as me. Yeah, I try to I try to exist. You know, people find me if they need to find me, but you know. Mm-hmm. They'll find me. So for those that want to find you, I'll put some info in there for them to find you. Yeah, yes. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I will catch you next time. And until then, remember to meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 